I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. Oh boy, they're simple. They're so simple that even a, a thick human can understand them. That's how simple they are. Don't they're even very, explain them, mate. They're very simple rules. They don't even really need explaining that we won't ever actually explain them because we just say the rules are simple and then don't, don't sort of explain that there are any rules. No one really understands what the rules are. No one understands why we introduce the concept of rules and then never refer to rules ever again. But basically, we can discuss as many ideas as we like and only one can be taken to the next stage where it'll be pitched to replace the gaping hole in the schedule that's been created by the axing of robot wars. Oh. Who knew that was still on? <laughs> I didn't know it was still on. I came back. Did it? Yeah. Not for very long. No. <laughs> Great. What was it just like Google Homes and Alexa's fighting each other? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was more a rap battle <laughs> than an actual physical fight. Yeah. <laughs> I, hang on. What? Maybe they cancelled it too hastily. Yeah. Maybe that is the future of robot wars. Rap battles. I'm Joel, a man who puts the chin in urchin, and across from me is John Harris, a man who released six mixtapes in the early 2000s under the pseudonym Lil John. <laughs> yeah! That's Lil, Lil, as in the French city. I got it. Because John is a bit French. A bit. Very yeah. clever of me, that, isn't yeah. it? You ever been to Lil? Uh, no. I changed trains there once. Ooh. Yeah. And? Oh, efficient. Yeah, I can imagine. Went, went from Evsfleet. Mm. About 5.40 departure. Yeah. Arrived in France maybe an hour and 30 after that, but it felt like two hours 30 because of the time difference. Ate maybe a croissant mm. in Lille with my good friend Chris. Yeah. Friend of the show. Walked. You know when you've got a bit of time to kill, too much to spend it in the train station, but not enough to really see anything. So we walked maybe 400 metres outside of the train station, went, ha, Lille, Lille. <laughs> and then went back and then got a train to um, what I like to call Paris. There was that weird moment where, uh, so SNF, I think that's what it is. Boo-doo, boo-doo, boo-doo. Yeah, and then a famous musician, I think David Gilmore, yeah. wrote an entire it. song I around it. I absolutely love it. It's that's so good. So weird. It's amazing. <laughs> it's he, like, I don't know, it's like someone getting the airport announcement sound from like British, yeah. British Airways or whatever, and they're just going, yeah, now I'm going to make it into a rock song. But for anyone that's ever travelled by train in France, that sound does like haunt your nightmares. Yeah. 
to, to us, it's fine because we associate traveling in France with like a holiday or a nice thing. But I should, yeah, the French just listen to that pop song and think, oh, commute. <laughs> Horrible. Where are we? What's happening? Have we, have we started this episode yet? Yes. You remember earlier you said the, 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 the rules were so simple that we don't need to explain them. Yeah. But what I do realise is that, and you did point out, we never follow that. We, we don't even when was out, the we last time we picked, the rules are. And we, when was the last time we put, picked a winner? Yeah, exactly, mate. There are, the rules is that there are no rules. <laughs> the rules. Unless, unless we refer to them <laughs> at some point. The rules are simple. There are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> the rules are simple. No heavy petting. <laughs> Right. What are we here to do, John? Pitch some movies. Boo-doo, boo-doo, boo-doo. What about this one from Sean? It's a sequel to Bugsy Post Malone, which was from God, probably like two months ago now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ASAP Rocky Horror Picture Show. Great. Great. Just a re-release, but with hip-hop music. Yeah. Have you seen the Rocky Picture Show? No. Rocky Horror Picture Show? Too sexy. It's really great. It's very it, It's too sexy for you. <laughs> you wouldn't know where to look. <laughs> Your eyes would be like off screen the whole time. I'll be embarrassed. When I watch a horror film, rarely, but my girlfriend really likes them, and so occasionally I watch a horror film, I've got techniques for making it look like I'm watching the screen but not actually watching the screen. So I'll lean in a certain way, like I'll put my hand sort of next to my eye, yeah, and you... I won't actually be looking at the screen for maybe 80% of the film. You put on those glasses with, yeah, the, with eyes the eyes drawn, drawn on. <laughs> exactly. I leave the room when she's not looking. So looking at the screen, like not looking at the screen, will, will somewhat downplay of how scared you Of course it will. Because I'm not seeing what's happening. I think it's the noises that scare me the most. Like the da, 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 bang! That's the that's not that scary goes. though, is it? Because it's Jumps. just sounds. <laughs> if they're not if they're not linked to anything, I think I could watch the scariest movie in the world on mute. See, I reckon I could watch the scariest movie in the world without looking at it <laughs> together. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we make one man. <laughs> I can't remember what we're talking about. The ASAP Rocky yeah, Horror Picture So what I'm show. saying is, um, that's how I am towards horror films. I feel that's how you'd be towards sexy films. Yeah. You can't look at the screen, mm. but you can hear the sound. Yeah. Uh, anyway, ASAP Rocky Picture Horror Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. So have you seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah. How does, what happens and how are we going to get? They go to a, a hotel or something and Tim Curry dresses up. <laughs> <laughs> so ASAP Rocky, Rocky goes to a hotel. In drag. In drag. I'd be up for that. Yeah. Thanks, Sean. I think I, I would watch that. Would you like another one? Yeah. What about this one from Rachel? Arnie, brackets Annie, but starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ah, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it's a hard knock life. It's only a day away. <laughs> Why did I go like Scottish? Uh, Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe I can do impressions, but only if I'm trying to do someone else. Uh, I can't do an Arnie impression. That's what we've learned. <laughs> but bloody hell, if someone could send in some Bannertown ideas, that I will voice the hell out of them. Uh, fun fact, John. What? Uh, I served Duncan Bannertown his first ever Jägermann. <laughs> uh, That's true. And maybe we'll talk about that at the end of the show. <laughs> Fog on the Duncan Bannertown. There you go. For next, <laughs> for next week. Arnie. I, he can't be. Well, I mean, Can you he, say bet your bottom dollar in the Arnie voice? Bet your bottom dollar. That's great. It's not this ish. It's good enough. It's it's better than your Duncan Valentine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so at first I was going to say he can't be the orphan Annie, but then actually he totally yeah. can. He, he's little pigtails. <laughs> transformative. Yeah, I'd love it. Would <laughs> now would we use like Lord of the Rings style camera angles and? And video editing to make him the <laughs> no, he's size of a child. No, he's, he's Arnie size, and that's why no one will adopt him. Aww. Aww. Yeah, 
He's also the same age he is now. <laughs> I just want to be adopted. <laughs> uh, one from me. Michael gets in touch with this one. It's Tomb Vader. Tim Vader. Tomb Vader. Tomb Vader. Darth Vader. Oh, okay. Vade in tombs. <laughs> Vade. He has to vade tombs. He has to vade oh. them, yeah. Is, um, that, is that when Vader raids tombs? Yeah, so they've they've done another Tomb Raider. Mm. Apparently it's bad. Um, so Darth Vader, there's no work for him left in space. So he... What work was he doing up until that point? Evil. Interest. Oh, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so in this timeline, he survives. Yeah. Survives the Death Star being blown up. Mm. And he lands on Earth. And when he's... Because it's a galaxy long, long time ago. Yeah. It's He lands around the time that they're uncovering Tutankhamun. And he leads the expedition in his full cape and helmet. Wait. When that... Well, in like... When was that? Like the 50s? Yeah. So a long time ago... I didn't know... So a long time ago was only the 50s. Years. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And when the films came out, which was like 30 years ago, so it was only about 40 years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah. actually. There's a tiny asterisk in the yeah. long time ago. <laughs> Not really that long ago. Uh, and then Darth Vader becomes the leading Tomb Raider. There you go, mate. Uh, I'm not sure, mate. I'm not sure whether Michael's idea is going to really cut the mustard. I feel like he'd be quite good. Actually, he'd make it way too easy. You know, there's all those, like, you know, jumping around, spinning spikes, fire he just, stuff. He just, like, forced... Yeah, freezes exactly, everything yeah. and exactly. moves on. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> He's the best at raiding tombs. I have watched, I must have watched the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raider at some point, but I couldn't tell you what happens in Daniel there. Craig's in it? Yeah. Uh, do we deal with the supernatural? Um, they yeah, there's got to be a curse. Yeah. There's always a curse. I just, I just wanted to make sure. It's I not just practical. It's not like the mummy. It's like the mummy. It's like the mummy. It's like the mummy, yeah. Wait a second. They're all the same. They are all the same. Tomb Raider, Indiana Jones, The Mummy. Yeah. What? Is that all take place in the same universe? But that's like saying all sci-fi films are the same because they happen in space and they're spaceships. Wait a second. <laughs> what? How about this one from Daniel? He DM'd us on the Twitter just to shout out to remind you guys that we exist on Twitter and we're yes. welcome. Yes, well done, Daniel. Right. He came up with Beastie Boys from Brazil. Now. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah, and I didn't either, and so I googled boys from Brazil. And Sounds I, suspect googling. I, <laughs> and I immediately told Joel not to google it because of I the, found out what happens in this film. The porn. Oh. All the porn that comes up. So there's right. actually a movie called Boys from Brazil. Yeah. Is it a well-known movie? I mean, Laurence Olivier and Gregory Peck are in it. Oh, two of the big hitters. 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. Released on 5th of October 1978. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, sh- I shit you not, Joel. This is the synopsis on the go- on Google. On so the I Google. Hope it, I hope it's true. <laughs> yeah. And someone hasn't... Like, what Daniel's done is he's found Boys from Brazil, a film no <laughs> yeah. one's written a synopsis for, just to stitch me up right now. Ready? Dr. Joseph Mengele mm-hmm. clones Hitler 95 times. <laughs> And Get hopes- <laughs> away! That's not happening. Why ninety-five times? <laughs> and hopes to raise the resulting boys in Brazil, giving them childhoods identical to Hitler's. His ultimate plan is to create a band of Nazi leaders that can continue where Hitler left off, forming the Fourth Reich. Brilliant! Absolutely brilliant! I would give anything to watch this movie. So, the idea being there that Hitler escaped to South America. Yeah, I, I guess. And so they've found they've got Hitler in South America, famously Argentina, and they cloned him. Yeah. But Boys from Reveal sounds better than Boys from Argentina. Yeah. 
boys from Buenos Aires, I would have called it. Um, better. Yeah. 95 Hitler sounds like the sort of band that would be low down the bill or download. <laughs> do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are 95 Hitlers! <laughs> One, two, three, four! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd watch him. <laughs> I'd give him a go. But it's Beastie Boys, we've got to remember. <laughs> right, so Beastie Boys. Are Beastie Boys. So have they cloned the Beastie Boys 95 times <laughs> in the hope to yeah. change hip hop? Yeah. Um, or have the Beastie Boys cloned Hitler 95 times? <laughs> oh, nice. Wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the Beastie Boys. Why would the Beastie Boys clone Hitler ninety five times? Mate, why does anything happen? <laughs> I mean, why? Who made this film yeah. in the first place? Also, is it two hundred seventy five people full stop, or is it ninety five divide? Is it what I'm trying to say is, are we counting each member of the Beastie Boys separately ninety five times, or are we dividing ninety five by each three? one of the Beastie Boys clones a despotic leader from history ninety five times <laughs> to see who comes out on top? So, who we got? Start. MCA is cloning Hitler. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to this. Don't think I'm trying to associate anything with any of them. They're actually pretty liberal guys. Yeah. Mike D, Chairman Mao. <laughs> For the record, I am totally taking this out of context to put on social and- media. <laughs> Ad rock. <laughs> hmm. Which one of the despotic leaders is Ad rock going to clone? <laughs> He 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 found himself wondering. Um, Mugabe. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. They're all. They've all got the genes of each one of those people. Yeah. And they clone them ninety-five times in various countries in South America, with the hope of rising up and conquering the earth. Yeah. There you go, mate. I feel like it's a very uh, misunderstood idea of like the power of the actual individuals in in those things happening. Like, no, it's not. You can't just imagine, clo- yeah. But imagine having ninety-five of that power. <laughs> it'll, it'll hmm? you just have 95 people who agree with each other it doesn't yeah, mean it's gonna how happen. powerful is that <laughs> i don't know i've been on twitter it does seem pretty powerful <laughs> um you've got 95 followers now have you <laughs> <laughs> uh, no but they don't all agree with me i'm looking forward to it though <laughs> they are all clones i just want to say for the record beastie boys are great oh yeah i love them so much i i preferred the idea of the film where we just cloned the beastie boys 95 times you know so we don't ever have to, to fulfill rough a tough touring schedule yeah. yeah and you know like look i was happy with all like you know when they did like instrumental albums and stuff yeah. but if they had if there's 95 of them they could do that the stuff they want to do and the hip-hop records oh, that'd they'd be, be releasing 12 records a year oh one a month <laughs> yeah it might be quite stressful actually and then they would tour and then they would get into like beefs with each with other themselves oh, yeah amazing. so it'd be like the real beastie boys would be the original three and then who but then you wouldn't know who the originals were and there'd be a, a final bit where, I don't know, they had to prove that in court they were the original Beastie Boys. Here's a fun concept for either a Black Mirror episode or a future film. 95 Beastie Boys, yep. <laughs> no, no. Is, is a future world in which tribute acts are clones. Oh, That is a fun like idea, that. isn't it? That is a good idea. So you go and see like the Michael Jackson tribute act and it's actually genetically Michael Jackson. Yeah. They're not quite the same because he's in a, like a pub in Kettering. <laughs> That sounds great. Well done, mate. Cheers, You're welcome, Charlie Thank Brooker. You. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. 
Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so this one was sent in by uh, Anthony. And he's actually sent us a picture, which is, I lo- I'm, I'm a big fan of that kind of yeah. correspondence. You know, there's more to it than just a pun. Yeah. And it's uh, a photo from nearby South Ealing Station. So it's near Ealing. He sent in a photo, which I'm about to show you, John. I want you to describe. And the film is One Billboard Outside Ealing. Okay. <laughs> it's just it's just a house, and on the side it's got a white billboard, and then there's in black text, nothing else. It's just the word in capital letters, funerals. <laughs> and it just takes up the whole billboard. And there's no, like... Like, there's no instruction of where that happens or what. It just says funerals in massive, massive practical font. Black font on a white background. What's the story there? It's a guerrilla marketing campaign for my new band, Funerals. Oh, uh, yeah. You've got 95 Hitler supporting you on tour, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. So that, what's going on there? <laughs> Why are they, are they just trying to get the idea of funerals into people's heads? But who's funding that ad campaign? It's like Anthony didn't realise that it's like three billboards outside. It was like 24 and it's an, an entire <laughs> sentence broken out into words. So he's just caught the word funerals. Just, so what is that entire sentence? It's like some sort of, it's about some sort of like serviceman or some sort of great person. And uh, they couldn't afford to have anything but a pauper's funeral and the local government should be ashamed that that happened okay, okay. and that's in the sense it's quite a dark one I'm sorry yeah. but I mean you did present me with the and word actually, funerals and nobody has read the entire sentence <laughs> <laughs> they really badly thought out the locations and the, the set hat and how split up they were I would love to see the billboard that said like A <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can imagine what that would look like you don't really need to see it look listener Follow us, Dream Factory Pod on Twitter. If you can't, if you can't work out what it would look like, I'll I'll we're walk gonna, it up. We're gonna have some fun with that billboard. <laughs> uh, here's one from Miley. Uh, they've sent us, as you were saying, we're a big fan of you know. Send us a screen grab of an article. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one time we got like someone commented on a picture of uh, of Kevin Bacon and a duck. Just That's all we needed. Tagged us, said, yeah. make this film. Like any any kind of inspiration that you think there needs to be a film made out of this, regardless of puns or anything, just let us know and we'll get involved. Uh, so this is an article and the headline is Limp Biscuits Fred Durst is directing a new film starring John Travolta. Right. And the film is called Moose. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, how did that come about? I don't know. You've got to wonder, haven't you? 
Two failing careers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hang on, what were you going to say then? I was going to defend John Travolta for a second. What's he done recently? He did that... I say he did this recently. It was like 10 years ago now. Did you see that one where he did From Paris With Love and he played like a roided up, like bold... Yeah. Like assassin And that was going to be your defence. Covered in cocaine. <laughs> John Travolta's doing all right. 10 years ago, he played a bald assassin in a film no one's ever seen. Oh, no, fair play, John. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, he's on the yeah. up and up. <laughs> and Fred Durst, fuck knows, mate. I've got, I couldn't tell you anything Fred Durst has done in the last 15 years. When they became big, like... What was it? Hot dog flavored chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water, which is yeah. the name of the album. If Limp Biscuit said they were going to tour that album, I'd probably go. <laughs> I probably remember too much of it from misspent teenage days learning all the lyrics to uh, roll in. I'm proud of myself for always thinking they were shit. Oh, well done, mate. Yeah. I, well, I won't invite you to the gig. Unequivocally shit. And uh, I will be avoiding this film like the plague, unless it's like Grease. Moose is Grease. Because they're, they're both hair products. Uh, so is that what the is that the idea? Oh, like well, I mean, it's moose like the animal, but I like let's go with this for a bit. Yeah. So it's grease. Is grease a hair product? Oh, like that's why it's cream, called grease because it? it's the it's in the car, but it's also the hair. What they put in the hair they call grease. Why do you think it was called grease? I think it was set in Athens. <laughs> uh, no, I've never thought about it, Joel, and I'm excited to think about it now. Okay. <laughs> Have you ever used grease or moose in your hair? No. Wait, Moose, no. Yeah, maybe Moose at some point. Moose is the long-awaited actual sequel to Grease. Okay. And and I it's, assume it's, it's new metal soundtrack. Yeah. So John Travolta <laughs> performing new metal tracks. Oh, he's like... <laughs> he's, he's rapping. Well, there he's... is that uh sound in a wella, wella, wella. Tell me more, tell me more. Wella, wella, wella. Oh. <laughs> and then the DJ from Limbiscuit comes in and they're like, nah, 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 nah. All right, I take everything back I've said. I would fucking watch this film. I would absolutely watch this film. Yeah, it's a new metal reimagining of Grease called Moose. And it takes place the year after Grease. And John Travolta <laughs> plays the same character in the same outfits and stuff. Yeah, I'm so up for it. Where did that car fly off to at the end? That's what we've all wondered. What, wait, what? In the grease. The car flies off. There's like no mention of anything magical in the entire movie. <laughs> and then at the end, at the fairground, the car's like 100 feet in the air, just flying off. <laughs> I forgot about that. So, so it's, it mostly takes place in that car. They're trying to get back to Earth. They're flying through space <laughs> in a car. Yeah, rapping. <laughs> rapping and rocking, but doing neither one that well. Oh, new metal. Yeah. How we miss you. <laughs> a brief flicker. John. Yes. It's about the point in the show that we move around to our own ideas. Would you like to hear mine? No, I want to do mine first. You always go first. All right. Actually, weirdly, on the subject of John Travolta... Good. I think about him a lot. And I don't know if you remember, uh, pre-Moonlight Gate, uh, in a world where we could only, <laughs> we could yeah. only dream of a scandal as ridiculous as getting the, the envelopes wrong, yes. there was a famous miss naming of mm-hmm. something and it was the year i assume it was it would it have been frozen which yeah i believe yeah, yeah. it was the year frozen came out uh, john travolta is there to to introduce someone to the stage and he, after waxing lyrical about how brilliant she yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. and he and it's brilliant because he says in, in in a in a tone of voice no one's ever used before he says the wickedly talented <laughs> Adele Dazeem, right? <laughs> Who, until this point, no one knew existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, so this is my film. It's the Adele Dazeem biopic. Brilliant. Because, 
Because someone called Adina Menzel comes out. Yes. So what happened to Adele Dazeem? <laughs> she was waiting in the wings. And that was it. And then, so it's like, what happened to her subsequently? Yeah. She never got that big break. Yeah. So she gets a call from her agent. John Travolta wants you at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so Adele Dazeem gets, gets ready for a big night. Uh, she takes that first step. What, if you look, watch closely, this conspiracy theory stuff. If you watch closely, <laughs> you, you see, see another foot. foot come out <laughs> and then gets pulled back in because Adina Manzo comes out. <laughs> and she's like a tyrant character, Adina Manzo. Yeah. She's happy to steal. A, she thinks that sounds a bit like my name. <laughs> Straight out there, singing Let It Go. It was lucky she knew the words. It was really <laughs> lucky she knew the words. So it's kind of, yeah, the fall of Adele Dazeem. The fall from grace, but it's like a fall that. So it's about almost getting there, but not quite. Yeah, I like it, and it's just yeah, it's just a sweet film about. <laughs> it sounds really lovely. Quite, sounds <laughs> My idea, John, is conference call me by your name. Okay, and it's about that bit at the start of a conference call where everyone sort of can't really <laughs> doesn't know how how to speak, <laughs> and you know when you have to. So you you enter I don't, for anyone that has never experienced the hell of a conference call. You dial up a certain number and put a pin in. Then it says, say your name after the tone. Yeah. And so you say your name, conference call me by your name. Mm. And then there's a bit when no one knows how and when to speak. Uh. And it's like no normal interaction you've ever had. And people just talk over each other all the time. And nothing gets done. And it's about two people on a conference call falling in love. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Because overlapping and interrupting. Because like... Sorry, so you go... No, you go on. <laughs> No, you first. No, no, no. Um, no, you first. <laughs> so, uh, is, is there a delay? I can't hear. Greg has now entered the call. <laughs> That's what happens every time, isn't it? There'll be a couple of you trying to negotiate the awkward silences, and then finally you'll reach a point where you know who the other person is going to speak. As soon as they start speaking, it go, boop, Natalie has entered. <laughs> the, and it'll just be them going, Natalie has entered the call and then you're like everyone again has to go oh hi Natalie yeah uh, yeah. so I've got uh, so John's on the other end of the line I'm here as well Natalie Um, John was just about to uh, speak to us about what we're going to be covering in the call now so he'll go again John yeah so if we boop (laughs) Sandra has entered the call hi Sandra yeah so we've got Natalie uh, and John here at the moment I'm Joel Anyway, uh, yeah, how are the kids, Sandra? Good. Yeah, I saw one was ill the other day. Glad they're over it. Anyway, so John was just about to tell us uh, what we're going to be covering in this conference call. We're actually starting to run out of time now. So, Natalie, Sandra, you know, meet John. Uh, John, go on. Are they all going to be falling? <laughs> <laughs> Martin has entered the call. Hi, Martin. Thanks. I know you're a little bit late, mate, but I know what it's like. It's been a bit of a mad week for you, so I understand. Um, just to let you know, Natalie and Sandra are already here. Really nice of them to join. Um, and we've got John here, and, and John's actually just about to tell us what we're going to be talking about in, in this call. John, go on. Oh, hi, John. Nice to meet you. Carry on. John. Martin, it sounds like there's a bad line where you are. Uh, is there any chance you could put your phone on mute? Boop, boop, boop. No, it's not, it's not any of those buttons, Martin. Um, I think you have to press the hash key and then the... Okay, so Martin's hung up on us now. Uh, we'll have to wait for Martin to re-enter the call because he's got to sign off the budget on this. Anyway, Natalie, how are you? That's kind of how it... That's essentially every conference call that's ever happened. It's a pointless waste of time, right? Ugh, I hate word. them. I dread them. So, they're just two guys who yeah. are in love with each other. The two guys who are in love with each other and they only ever speak to each other on this conference call. And they, what they do, John, is they wait until someone else has gone and then they have like a little five minutes where they can check. James is back <laughs> on the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's the plot of Call Me by Your Name, but if every interaction had happened via conference call, that's quite sweet. And then yeah, James comes back on the line, and they have to be like, "Yeah, so anyway, I'll catch you for that meeting uh, and yeah. the budget." Yeah, and, 
but they're actually in love. Oh, that's quite sweet. And also, there's some sort of like metaphor for like the stilted conversations that happen in a conference call are sometimes like the awkward conversations that happen between a new couple. Yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. deep, Jules. People people tell me all the time you're so deep, and I I didn't realize Ignore it until now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 it happens. It happens a lot. So, John, <laughs> the rules are very simple. What? Uh, who's the winner of this week? Oh, we're going to do uh, that this yeah, week. Why not? Oh, Beastie Boys from Brazil. Beastie Boys from Brazil. Thank you very much. Now we have reached the end of this episode of the Dream Factory. We know that because there is a rat tat tat at the studio door. And who has entered? But Adele Dazeem, <laughs> the <laughs> wickedly <laughs> talented. <laughs> Boop. Adele Dazeem has entered the studio. Do you ever get it when you're like watching like a film or like a drama TV show and it's night time or you're at the cinema and there's a sequence where they're in bed and you get envious of the people oh, in I the do, film? I, do all the time. <laughs> like, oh, I really, I really wish that I was yeah. where they are right now. Bed is so good. Are there any <laughs> cinemas with beds? I went no. Um, oh, sorry, there probably are. Let's yeah. be fair. They've they've gimmicked they've gimmicked everything by this point. There's they've done it all, but. Um, I went to one recently, the Electric Cinema in Shoreditch, where they had like armchairs and they yeah, had like, tiny like? little dim lamps next Ooh, on the nice? tables. Yeah, it was fine. I, I was worried it'd be distracting, but they're so dim. Okay. Uh, and they have like blankets on the back of your nice. chairs and what did stuff. You see? Ladybird, oh. which is phenomenal. I would recommend that to anyone. I thought it was brilliant. I was worried the trailers and stuff made it look like it was going to be like quirky for quirky yeah. sake but it's absolutely not it's really really good i, was, oh, man, I, I really loved it. it i need to see it but yeah i get a bit i'm a bit funny about kind of like i hate stunt cinema mm-hmm. I, I i don't know if we've discussed this before but you you told me to uh to stop having a go at other people having fun when i said about how much i don't like the concept of like secret cinema yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. and i'm a bit funny about like that place where they were like I went and got my ticket and she was like, the bar's over there for you to get drinks and mm. uh, food. And the food is like platters of nachos. Yeah. And- the only thing that I stress out about is the one where they do table service. Yeah. I, I don't understand how that works. Surely you can't speak to them. Maybe you press thing. Maybe there's a button in the arm you press that's like chips. But even if that was the case, I still would be a bit annoyed by someone... Waiters and waitresses coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Even someone going to the... In that place that I went to, that it was a smaller one where it's a door to get in and out. Yeah. I kept... Like, every time you'd hear the door open and close. Even yeah. though... I don't know why. You, your brain goes, I'm going to look at that door. Yeah, <laughs> then, no, you have to look at... Yeah. Imagine you, the sort of sociopath you'd have to be not to look at a door as it opened. Yeah. So that's annoying. And so, yeah, if, if you've got waitresses coming in and out, but then, I don't know, I'm being a massive hypocrite because I probably don't mind going to watch a blockbuster and eating 18 you know, kilos of popcorn. Yeah, that is great. When you eat popcorn at a cinema, how much is left by the time the opening credits roll? I'm, I'm a pervert for it and none. <laughs> yeah. Even when I, even, I always buy the largest one possible because po- the entry point of price of popcorn in the cinema is so much <sighs> that you always might as well spend the extra 70p or whatever like to make it large. It's like £18 for a small, yeah. £18 and a penny for a medium. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you always go large all the time, regardless of what the entry level price is. Yeah. Because if you've committed to buying popcorn in a cinema, you've committed to spending a lot of money. Yeah. Go whole hog. Um, yeah, I always just scoff a lot, mate. I just sit It's like you eat it. It's like breathing, eating popcorn. <laughs> you just inhale without even realising. And I'll just, just chuck big handfuls in all the time. Are you a sweet or a salty guy? Oh, 
No. A combination. I'm not a combination guy. I love a combination. I cannot abide by people who mix sweet and sour Why? popcorn. Well, no, no, no. I can abide by people who do it. <laughs> I don't care. But personally, it's not for me. Uh, salted popcorn. Uh, well, either, but separate. Okay, good. Good. Um, have you ever put a little sweet in there? This is a big thing, isn't it? I've seen they sell them now at the counter. You can buy like a packet of M&M's that specifically it says, put this on top of your popcorn. What? Yeah. Called nah. toppers. Yeah. Nah. And in the States, they put like butter on their popcorn. I know, mate. How what greasy happens to your hands? I, I, I'm actually, I hate getting sticky and greasy hands when I eat. Yeah. So uh, what I do is just take in my own lure pack. <laughs> Uh, just spread it on each individual corn, <laughs> and you uh, you eat you eat your popcorn in the cinema using like uh, doctor's gloves, like those blue yeah. surgical <laughs> yeah, gloves. I do, yeah, it's just a better experience all around. <laughs> it put, puts people off though when they see you like applying them, and just <laughs> whipping them. <laughs> yeah. Crack on! All right, let's watch this film. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener